Welcome into the Battery Sports Podcast with John and Peyton. Thanks for joining us. Episode 2. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. I think you can rate and review us. Somebody may, may, maybe fact check me on that. Somebody uh, needs to. I think my friend Ty has rated us better than Joe Rogan or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. <laughs> That's a review right there. <laughs> so uh, rate, review us. I don't know. Maybe we'll read them on the, the next podcast yeah. if we have some. We'll, we'll read your feedback, guys. As long as it's like appropriate Re- reasonable I'm not trying to get canceled yeah, here come on guys not, at least not this. this early so uh yeah so if you want to do that do that if not you know whatever so <laughs> um busy week in sports uh we were recording this friday may 12th so uh the cardinals hey won some won some ball games finally <laughs> y- you know last podcast they had 10 wins. We were hoping they could get to 12 wins and they by did. the next time we recorded. And a week and a half later, they're sitting here with three uh, wins since then. So, so we recorded. They lost three to the <laughs> Angels. They lost two to the Tigers. And then since then, three of four. They took hey, two of three at Wrigley. Yeah. Hey, everything's great again. I, yeah, I mean, might as well engrave the trophy now. Arenados, you know, just batting a thousand the pitching <laughs> staff is great since Contreras yeah. is now a DH so that's really you know that's uh that's incredible great so news. I want to I want to talk about that I won't do that right now but I want to talk about that because it's not because I'm a Cubs fan but I do have some takes about I think that the way they've gone about this is interesting and I'm going to call him out a little bit on it. Oh, boy. It's getting spicy today, <laughs> folks. So I, I want to get into that. It's it's like I said, it's not because I'm a Cubs fan. I just – if you're going to make a move, stand behind the move. Don't tell me one thing and then do another. Come on now. I'm, don't act like I'm dumb. Maybe I am, right? That's up for <laughs> other people to decide. But uh, I think I'm smarter than what yeah. you guys are telling me. So we'll we'll get into that. A little bit later. So, yeah, MLB stuff. Um, how about the NBA playoffs going on? Uh, the Suns just got eliminated by the Nuggets. Whew. Uh, they've got some decisions to make moving forward. Uh, Jason yeah. Tatum is humbly one of the best basketball players in the world. <laughs> uh, humbly, humbly disagree with them. There. Self-proclaimed. Humbly, I'm one of the best. And, uh, and then we got Lakers and – the Warriors in, you know, a matchup of two of the most loved franchises ever. So they'll play tonight in game six, must win for Golden State. Correct. And uh, tonight also the Knicks and the Heat. Yep. So if you want to catch up on some sleep, go ahead and turn into (laughs) the (laughs) – Why is that not the late game tonight then? That should be the late game. I don't know. It's because it's East Coast. I've tuned into it. I've tried to watch it. It's just not entertaining. But the Lakers-Warriors, that is some good basketball if you want to watch a good NBA game. Flip those around. I don't – you know, it's California. I don't care if the game starts at (laughs) 4 o'clock there. It's not about them. It's about us here in the Midwest. (laughs) So we need the central time zone. Lakers-Warriors start them at 6 or 7. Who cares? They all show up late to the West Coast games anyway. Right? Yeah. That's their mantra. <laughs> Blame it on L.A. traffic or whatever. It's, but they're in – no, they are in L.A., aren't they, tonight? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yep. So, yeah, blaming on L.A. traffic. That's why there's nobody there. Play that game first and then play the, the Knicks and the, uh, the Heat he- later so we can all go to bed. So, anyway. So, let's talk uh, – let's, let's take a break, and then we'll talk MLB – Get ready for this. Oh, boy. And then uh, we'll talk some NBA. Does that work? Sounds perfect. Okay, we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Battery Sports Podcast with John and Peyton. It's time to talk some MLB. The St. Louis Cardinals got swept by the Angels. And then... Lost two of three to the tr- Tigers. The Tigers, Tigers, that's right. Then they go to Wrigley, and they make the announcement, I guess during the Tigers series, that Wilson Contreras was getting pulled from catching and was going to DH primarily. Um, so they made that announcement May 6th. I think that was before game three of that that Tigers series. And it's a shocking announcement because they just signed Contreras to a five-year, 87 and a half million dollar deal. 
Um, no, they, they so they made the announcement before game two of that Tiger series, which was a loss. So they were ten and twenty three at the time. They were thirteen under five hundred. Since that change, they've gone three and two. Um, I'm sold. You're sold. So that was it. So here's here's what I don't here's what I don't buy. They say it's not about pitch framing. That's what Oliver Marmol has said. It's mm-hmm. not about pitch framing. If you actually look at the metrics, his pitch framing is better. There were a lot of questions about Contreras as a catcher heading into the offseason. I think that's one of the reasons the Cubs didn't make a stronger run at him. Yeah. Uh was because of his defensive ability. He's a heck of an offensive player. Heck of an offensive player. Impact bat. He'll be – I mean, he's great as a DH or whatever, wherever you're going to play. As long him, as he's hitting. He'll hit. But the defense was the question, how he handles his staff, uh, game planning, uh, pitch framing, all of that stuff. Well, the Cardinals aren't going to come out and say, and they haven't come out and said, what their issue is with Contreras as a catcher. But if you're going to make the move, just tell us how it is. Yeah. Don't tell me. Don't sugarcoat it. Yeah. Don't, you know, uh, don't tell me it's raining. We think he's a nice guy, but no, <laughs> yeah. just say. So the th- just come out what it is. Tell, t- you know, hey, this was this is the situation. We're 10 yeah. and 23. We need to make a change. Our pitching hasn't been good. Um, you know, we think this this might have something to do with it. But in an effort to, you know, keep Wilson's ego intact, <laughs> yeah. they're coming out and saying, well, you know, this we're not losing games because of Wilson. I, we want to be clear about that. We're not <laughs> losing games. I mean, this is a direct quote from the manager. Mm-hmm. One thing I want to make super clear, we're not losing ball games because Contreras is behind the plate. I want to be super clear on that. And then two days later, he says this is not a – reactive move this is a proactive move well if it was a proactive move you would have done that 20 something games ago Mm -hmm. so that's what i i don't understand about this what i disagree with about all of this is don't tell me this is reactive because if you had gone what 24 and 10 or whatever you're you're not making this move yeah but you're 13 games under 500 you're feeling heat you have (laughs) to do something you don't know what to do so this and it's obviously a problem if they're trying to change it yeah, so correct you wouldn't change something that's working obviously so i think that's I, I the move it's the move is what it is i think uh there's probably a little egg on their face you just signed this guy to a five-year deal he you know it was he the heir apparent to yadi molina that's 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 probably over the top, right? <laughs> he was the next catcher. It was very hyped up. Yeah. But, you know, he, he they didn't have a great in-house option to replace yeah. Yachty. I mean, Kisner is what Kisner is. He's not an impact player. So you go steal one from your rival, you know, big-time move. And that's what they did. I don't know that he was ever going to, you know, fill Yachty's position. I don't think that's fair to put on anybody. He was the best catcher on the market too so they went and got him correct and so you sign him to this big deal it's not working out defensively maybe at least that's the thought process from what they're saying like you hope so you know just say that but i i just have a problem when organizations just lie to your face and then (laughs) think that you're going to believe it like how dumb do you think i am this is not a this is not a reactive move it's proactive come on now (laughs) yeah i the whole deal is just odd to me, and the way they're, like, protecting him. I get they want to, like, make sure he doesn't start <laughs> being mad at the organization or anything, but... And, he is, you know, he's a fiery guy, yeah. so I guess you could you could worry he would take it that way. Yeah, and like you said, like, being a new, like, catcher and having to take over a bullpen is hard, but I'm not sure what... Because I'm sure other catchers go to new places and do just fine, so... <laughs> I'm not sure if that's He's a good that sign. Terrible. Yeah. We're less than a month in. He's mm. that bad. We <laughs> cannot have you behind the plate. And, yeah. and to be fair, they're saying this isn't a long-term move. This is short-term. I, I'm guessing in the background they're working on game planning with pitchers. They're, they're working on uh, how he, um, you know, how he calls the game. You know, there's – Jim Edmonds made a quote, too, which basically kind of called the organization out and the pitching staff out and saying, just because he puts down the sign for curveball doesn't mean you have to throw the curveball. Yeah. If you don't want to throw the curveball, shake him off, throw yeah. something else. I mean, you got a pitch clock now, which <laughs> can change things a little bit. You have a limited, uh, more limited amount of time to make those decisions. Mm-hmm. But 
Um, I, I think he's he's been the scapegoat for all of this. And I don't know. Is, is that really the big problem with the Cardinals? Maybe it is. I mean, the pitching staff themselves need to be accountable because they've been horrible the entire year. I don't think that has anything to do with Wilson. Like, I'm sure he could have a reason for it. Like, he's playing a part in it, but – the pitching staff needs to hold themselves accountable, get better. They have, like, our starters, our relievers, everyone has been terrible to this point. So, yeah, I mean, pitching pitching has not been good. Um, but, you know, shoot, he caught he caught Justin Steele and Marcus Stroman and, you know, guys with the Cubs last year. They yeah. weren't awful. So, it's that's never – Yeah, it's that's never, a good – his history hasn't been one of yeah. – Having a he's caught John Lester before. Yeah. I mean, well, actually, I mean that was mainly David Ross, I guess. But uh, you know, he's caught. It's not. Yeah. I'm not telling you Wilson Contreras is you know Johnny Bench <laughs> or whoever. Like it's pretty clear he's got his weaknesses defensively. I think where I'm coming at this is the Cardinals knew that, yeah. and they signed him to this big five year deal. And now it's, oh, well, we're being proactive. It's yeah. like, no, you guys, you kind of knew what you were signing up for, mm-hmm. and now you're seeing maybe some of that play out. Maybe it's, you know, like I said, it's not all his fault. But you're seeing some of that play out, and now it's like, oh, crap. We got <laughs> we to gotta figure Do this something. thing out. Yeah. So, yeah, here you go. Here's Jim Edmonds. It's not Contreras' fault. Hey, Wilson Contreras doesn't know the pitchers. Hey, Wilson Contreras is putting down the wrong fingers. Yes, <laughs> if you're a big league pitcher, if you don't have a feel for your curveball, don't say okay to a curveball. I don't yeah. care how much time you have, how many things are going on, and a catcher puts down a sign. If you don't feel like throwing it, don't throw it. And if you throw it, that's on you. That's not his fault. If you don't have enough time, then you need to regroup. Figure out how you're going to work out signs. If the pitch clock is winding down, you need to figure out how to relay what you want to do before everyone is looking at you. It's your butt on the line. If you're telling me that because Contreras doesn't know some of these guys, I get it. You can't shake off all of the time, and that's on you as a pitcher. You need to go in there with a game plan. You need to say, this is me. I need to get my cutter in. Stay on me. I need to get my curveball away. I need to throw my changeup on this count. And if I'm not, tell me. So um, I think Jim should tell us how he really feels. <laughs> He's passionate. Yeah, I mean, come on. You've got to figure it out. You've got to let the guy do his job and work it out. There's no blame game. It is what it is. Come on now. Get off his back. <laughs> yeah. So, I like that. And it's a small sample size, but I'll give you some numbers since they've made the change away from Contreras. So before Contreras, Cardinal starters 5-3-9 ERA. After, 5-4-7. And none of the starters have gone longer than five and a third. So the ERA has oh, gone up. Now, we're talking five games, right? It's baseball. Anything can happen. So take these numbers with a grain of salt. Strikeout rate before was 20.3. Now it's 18. So it's gone down. The walk rate before, 8.4. Now it's 10. Uh, in the last five games, the walks, hits per inning, whip, has gone up to 1.7. Before, it was 1.55. So – the numbers are not, at least in this five-game stretch against the Cubs, three against the Cubs, two against the Tigers, have not played out in favor. Yeah. Maybe that's an indictment on Kisner. I, you know, I don't know. Um, yeah, there's, I think it's pretty clearly the pitching just sucks <laughs> pretty much. But, yeah. But I, how the, is, I mean, how is that possible to go – I mean, Miles Michaelis – okay, let, let me back up. Here's how it's possible, right? It's May 12th. Yeah. So we're, what, a month into the season? Yeah. Anything can happen it's in a month. It's always weird at the beginning. It's weird at the end, too. So yeah. Flaherty and ERA north of six. Steven Matz, 5.7. Miles Michael is 5.4. I mean, the starting pitching has just been so brutal. So brutal. Yeah, that is – just uh, gross hearing uh, that five ERAs. Opponents oh are hitting goodness. 324 against Michaelis. 324 <laughs> against Michaelis. 287 against Flaherty. I mean, come on. That is not good. I That's mean, not going to win you games. These are not rookies. You know, these are yeah. guys that have been in the league that know what they're doing. It's yeah. not like the Cardinals have been playing the Tampa <laughs> Bay Rays and the New York Yankees. I mean, they're getting ready to play the Red Sox, yeah. who are <laughs> very, like very good. A Red Sox hat as a Cardinals fan, <laughs> and that's who they're playing today. Um, so, you know, they're getting ready to play a, a Red Sox team that's better than people thought. So, yeah, there's some issues there. Yeah, I they've got to figure things out, and 
definitely think they need to make some moves at the deadline if possible i know it's always a like convenient thing to just say like hey make trades but i know there's a lot more that goes into it than that but definitely need to figure things out this guy out. sucks trade him <laughs> yeah. okay, get us a good guy if he sucks right. why does anyone else want yeah. it yeah Exactly. Uh, although, to the Cardinals' credit, they've been able to pull off some Houdini moves. Uh, getting Arenado. Well, yeah, getting, getting Goldschmidt. Getting Arenado, getting Goldschmidt. Uh, they got Marcelo Zuna for, like, nothing from <laughs> yeah. the more. I mean, they've pulled off some deals that I'm like, man, the commissioner's offense should have stepped <laughs> in and said, this is not fair. Yeah. Like, if you were managing a fantasy football team and there mm. was a deal like that, you would have been – or <laughs> you were the commissioner, you'd be like, that's no, that's not, that's not equal. But uh, here we are. Uh, the good news for the Cardinals is they play in one of the worst divisions in baseball. The worst. Is it the worst? <laughs> I think it is. It's uh, got to be close. It's so bad. The Pirates, who have lost 9 of 10, are in first place by a game and a half. They're 21 and 17. Uh, Milwaukee is a half game back. They have not been good recently. Christian Yelich, I mean, you'd think Arenado's been bad. Christian Yelich is horrible. He's on a horrible. like two-year heater being bad. And he's got – I don't know how what more he's got left on his deal. It's not – it might be the worst it's, contract it's pretty in baseball. Bad. It really um, – And they've got be. some, like, young up-and-coming prospects because they are, you know, really good at drafting and developing. Um, but so I they're going to have a – maybe an awkward decision with him to make in the not so near future or not so distant future. Uh, so the Cubs are 18 and 19 in third place. I mean, the, you just saw the Cubs. I mean, the Cubs are okay. They're not incredible. Um, yeah. The Reds and then the Cardinals. So I, what my question with the NL central is how many, how many wins does it take to win that division this year? Does it take 90? Does it take 88? What do you think it takes? I've, I think somewhere in the 80s, I, this, there's no team in this division that's a like loaded roster that's just like eye-openly the obvious choice to pick, but it's wide open right now. I personally think the Brewers, when they get healthy, are going to be uh, having a yeah. nice little run this season so well you would think they've Mil got the pitching milwaukee and st louis are the two most talented the two most established yeah. in the division those should be one and two or two and one however you want to mm -hmm. to put them in order um but yeah milwaukee has struggled so right now pittsburgh leads the division they're 21 and 17 that's a 553 win percentage so if i take 553 as a win percentage and i multiply that over the course of a year that's 89 and a half wins so do we think if we think 89 wins wins the division? Yeah. The Cardinals right now are 13 and 25. So they've won 13 of their first 38. So let's do some quick math here. So they have 124 games left. So to get to what did I say 89? Correct. What's 89 minus 13? So they're going to need to win 76 of the final 120 what did I say? This is great radio. <laughs> Folks, we're giving you a free education. Thank you for John, tuning in. John can't do free math. math lessons. So 120, they have 124 games left, and they've won 13. Mm -hmm. So they need to get – golly, Peyton, why do I struggle? You went to Glendale, man. I, what else is there to say? <laughs> oh, Glendale has not had a good week in the news either. <laughs> Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you can just Google it. It's not been a good week for the alma mater. Uh, so for the Cardinals to get to 89 wins, they need to win 76 out of 124. 124 minus 76. So they need to go 76 and 48 the rest of the way. Yeah. That don't is, see that happening. That is uh, – on if you – spread that out over a whole year, they have to play at a 99-win pace the rest of the way to get to 89 wins. I just don't see it happening. No. I There's been nothing that they've shown that even sparks hope for me. I mean, Goldschmidt has been as good as you could possibly want, and Arenado's obviously been terrible, but if he turns it around and starts doing good, I don't think that equates to winning at that rate. Even if he, the pitching's just going to have to turn around, and I just don't see it happening this year. So I think so, it. So what do you do? 
I mean, you're go- you're going to run this out, right? You're going to yeah. play this out at least until the deadline, um, which you know they got a couple months to get back in this thing, which mm-hmm. they might. The division sucks, so yeah. maybe it's not 89 wins. Maybe it's 85 wins, and then we're, you know it's a little bit of a different deal. But this this horrible start, it's easy to say. Well, it's April or it's it's mid May, but they're really digging themselves a hole that is going to be hard to, to come out of. That's what's frustrating because with the Pirates falling back, coming back to earth, they're 21-17. and 17. If the Cardinals could have just literally got to like 16, 17 wins, they'd be fine right now. But being at 13-25 and 25 in that division is just yeah. not going to work, not good. What is, your, um, what is your level of concern in Arenado? Uh, is this real? What well, we're seeing right now? I'm trying to like think of, like obviously played in the World Baseball Classic, so that's a pretty grueling schedule to play like 162 games. Obviously, didn't play all of them, but a schedule around that length, and then have a short, short off season. Go to the spring training. Go to the like winter workouts and stuff. Go play the World Baseball Classic, which is intense baseball where you're trying your hardest like real deal stuff and then you go straight into the regular season for the next year so I'm sure he's probably exhausted and I don't know maybe he's worn out a little bit I my level of concern uh I'm not too concerned because I mean he's got a long history of success and he's still relatively young so I think he'll be able to turn it around but it's certainly not ideal for the Cardinals at this point in the season. So he just turned 32 last month in mm. April. He is making 35 mil this year. He'll make 35 next year, 32 mil and 25, 27 mil and 26, and then set to make 15 mil in 27. So you've got him after this year, you've got him four more years and Three of those four years are at 27-plus mil. It's Like I said, it's early. You're a month-plus yeah. in. So I'm not trying to bury the guy. I mean, <laughs> we're not – I'm not about that right now. But I just – I'm curious because we talk about Yelich, who kind of out of the blue started just being horrible. I don't know that that's the same thing with Arenado, but it does certainly give you a little bit of pause. This is, this yeah. is not trending well. We are not 36 good. games in. He's struggling uh, the last five games. I think he's hitting like 219 in the last five. So uh, he did homer in that Detroit series, which was good to see. And he had a, a triple against the Cubs in the, the blowout loss uh, on Sun, uh, not Sunday. I guess it would have been Wednesday. So I, I don't know. Maybe he'll get it turned around. I just was kind of curious to catch your pulse on him. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a month's work is not – a good sample size, I guess, to like make a final decision yet on someone. No. But well, at what point this year, if this, if it, he's still hitting two thirty, in what month are you saying, huh? Yeah, if he finishes the year with these kind of numbers, then I definitely would be concerned. But okay, I mean, it's hard so to make a. You're not worried until September, then. Yeah, okay. like we get around the All Star break or something, like in July, and it's still bad, then. Yeah, I'll be pretty concerned too. But he's just following along with how the rest of the year's going this thus far. So yeah. And I'm not I'm not trying to bury you know hammer the Cardinals. He's he got did, an agenda against Arenado. He did folks. take two or three from the Cubs. <laughs> so like like I said, I'm not honestly not here as a Cubs fan like licking my chops <laughs> and rubbing my hands together. Uh, but I just you know. They've had a lot of drama this year. You had the Marmol and Tyler O'Neill thing. You know, you've got the Contreras thing. That's a franchise that doesn't have a lot of drama. And yeah. what drama? I'm sure they have drama, but it does not come public. And <laughs> there's been a couple things here. It's it's interesting to see how things have transpired this year. So, uh, National League is horrible. I mean, have you <laughs> noticed the National League sucks? Yeah, Atlanta it's... is good. The Dodgers are good. I mean, we, you know, <laughs> last podcast, we're like, yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe it's here to get the Dodgers. Well, they've already got a three game lead in the division. Their run here differential. they come again. Yeah, their run differential is almost plus 50. I think they'll probably be fine. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I mean, the NL Central's terrible. Philadelphia has been bad. They're a game under 500. Trey Turner, by the way, the four shortstops that signed in the offseason, <laughs> Turner and Correa have been horrible. Yeah. Uh, Xander Bogarts has been good, and Dansby Swanson's been good. Mm-hmm. So Trey Turner has not performed well. Another the, World Baseball Classic player. I mean, I'm sure it does in have – the World Baseball <laughs> Classic. <laughs> he was the next Babe Ruth in the World Baseball Classic, but – I'm sure that really does have an effect on those guys because that takes like a what a like month yeah. out of your rest, yeah. And it's already basically a year long thing, so it's vital time you need. The Mets, horrible. I mean, they've not <laughs> been off to a good start. Yeah. They're injured left and right. The pitching staff, um, the Marlins. I mean, are second best in the the East. I don't think that will last though. Their run differential yeah. is. The worst in the National League. I think the Phillies are set to explode at any point, though, with Harper being back, and he's pretty much picking up right where he left off. He's raking. He's doing good. I think they've all been pretty bad over there in Philly, and yet they're 18 and 19, so you're on a pretty good spot to move upward. Yeah. It's not like they've buried themselves and uh, kissed the season goodbye like the Cardinals have. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Wow. So that's a bold statement. Our uh, sympathetic Royals, who we support on this channel. I like the Royals. But yeah, we're Royals fans here. We're casual Royals fans. Uh, sitting at 12 and 27. Oh, Not much to be happy about over there. But, uh, yeah, the Twins are a pretty good team in the AL Central. I'm a fan of the Twins. I think they could win a playoff series this year. Their lineup is just awesome. Yeah. And Korea is not hitting, and they're four games over 500. And yeah. I, I think he'll figure it out. Uh, the Rangers have been without Corey Seager for a while. They've have been without Jacob Degrom at times. Bruce Bochy is a heck of a manager, and they're leading the West over the Angels and the Astros and the Mariners. I mean, yeah. The Mariners made the playoffs last year, didn't they? Not? Yep, yeah. they did. Yeah, made the playoffs last year. Have all that young talent. Jared Kelnick's having a, a fantastic season, and they're in fourth place in the West. And you were saying that you were picking the A's to come back and I win am. the division, right? I'm a big Brent Rooker guy. <laughs> he is having a heck of a year. Yeah. Uh, but the A's run differential is minus 146. That is horrendous. <laughs> I mean, the worst run differential beyond that is the White Sox at minus 68, and they're – Wow. Over double that. 146. <laughs> I mean, they're so bad. Uh, 8 and 31. They're already 16 games out in the West. <laughs> I mean, there's like, there's literally less people showing up for A's games than their minor league affiliates. Like, they had an announced attendance of like three grand the other night. Yeah, that's a. It's just a bad situation. Yeah. So, uh, and then you have the AL East, which is uh, the best division in baseball, yep. hands down. Yep. Everybody has a positive run differential. Tampa Bay is thirty and nine. They have All a five over five hundred. The Yankees are in last place. Who can't love that? Uh, it is beautiful, <laughs> isn't it? Uh, Baltimore, uh, you know, former Drury player Matt Borgschulte is their hitting coach. I think that's why they're coach. winning. Yeah, I think I, so that's too. That's got to be right. Which you know, f- can I just say for a moment that there is a lot of like. There's a lot of Springfield area baseball guys at the big league level mm-hmm. that don't nope. ever get mentioned. Nobody talks about that it. Nobody knows about. I mean, Jason Hart is the assistant hitting coach for the Miami Marlins. He was at he played at Fair Grove. He played at Missouri State. Nobody talks about that. A Trevor Richards, former Drury pitcher. Nobody talks Toronto about Blue him. Jay. Yeah, nobody talks about him. He's he's on a big league roster. Yeah. Uh and so yeah, then you have Matt Borg Schulte who's with uh the Orioles. I think uh Seth Connor who played at Rogersville. One of the nicest guys you'll ever meet in your so life. Where he's is awesome. he's somewhere, isn't he? Uh I'm not sure. I don't remember Assistant where he was. Assistant hitting coach for the Rangers. Yeah. Uh, I mean he's a Rogersville <laughs> kid. He's thirty one years old. Yeah. No I mean Nobody talks about that, mm-hmm. so I I will not understand that. And I, you know, well now is, we have talked about it. Well so now it's, it's we're bringing known. it to light, it's folks. Known. That ends today. <laughs> uh, Brock Hammett, you know, <laughs> Double A Springfield Cardinals. Yes. So I think he did get a, a mention or two whenever mm-hmm. he was hired. 
uh, with the Cardinals. But, yeah, I mean, it just goes to show you that there is a lot of baseball talent in this area that makes its way to the big leagues, not always as players, but even as coaches. You get these guys in their early 30s that are assistant hitting coaches for big league clubs. Yeah. Jason Hart is not in his early 30s, but still he's an assistant hitting coach for a big league club. Like, that's not a small deal. Like, that's yeah. a big-time deal. Yeah. So, anyway, anything else baseball? How long are the Rays going to ride this hot streak? Is it they're for real? I'm all in on the Rays this year. They just every year that doesn't matter what their payroll is, they just put a winning product out on the field and I think they have the pitching and the hitting to win some playoff series this year. They're on pace to win 124 games. <laughs> you think uh would you go out on a limb right now and say World Series favorites? At this early moment no. in the season? No, I would not. Who would you say? Um, Royals? Man, that's a, so that's a, <laughs> yeah, that's such a hard question because baseball playoffs are just the ultimate crapshoot. Yeah, but um, it's probably the hardest thing to, like, predict or ultimate crap you can yeah. you're it's incredible team and you go you know you lose three games out of five like that can happen <laughs> any time in the year oh like, yeah so um it's just the ultimate crapshoot and it's not like you're you're not throwing your best pitcher every game you know it's yeah. not it's a little different in basketball lebron's starting all seven games in a seven mm-hmm. game series as long as you know he's not cramping or has a <laughs> headache or whatever but, oh, okay but uh <laughs> But in you know in baseball you're not throwing your best pitcher every every game so depth is a little bit different so it's it's really hard to say uh, I mean certainly they've they've got to be up I'm there. gonna go out on a limb and say they make the World Series okay may not win but I I they've done it already in the last two years they've got experience in the playoffs I think they're confidence is through the roof right now so i mean the hard thing about predicting an al world series team to me is there are so many good teams in the al particularly in the east Mm -hmm. also in the west i mean the angels aren't bad houston's not bad texas is really good so you got to go through some really meat grinders there in the the uh, american league to make the world series national league i mean shoot you could be you know shoot the pirates may make the playoffs or the (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Who'd, I, I must see the TV there make the playoffs, <laughs> which, you know, I guess they got good pitching. So yeah. um, I feel like the path in the, the national league is going to be a little easier for the favorites for an Atlanta or a, the Dodgers or uh, don't forget the, the sleeping giant that is the Houston Astros at 19 and 18, yeah, just Dusty, waiting to Dusty's break got out his gloves on. Waiting. He's, <laughs> he's, uh, he's got his toothpick ready to go. He's picked out his world series armband. I'm, they must be missing Verlander a little bit. Yeah. Not sure what their like reason is for being just over 500, but I don't know. I think they, they're still loaded. They've still got, Good lineups still have good pitching, so I wouldn't count them out yet. No, I mean it's it's early, right? And they're only four games back. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean the Rays are off to an incredible start. I love it. I love what they're. I doing. like watching them. I've seen a few of their games. They're exciting. Yeah, and I love they're doing it, and they're not doing it in the NL Central. They're doing it in the AL East <laughs> against the best. Yeah. I, you know, against the best of the best. The AL East, I've never. You know that always gets so much attention because you got New York and Boston up there mm. in the the media capital of the sports world. So they always get so much hype. So I've always kind of been a an anti AL East guy. But I mean, shoot, you got to look at from top to bottom. It's it's incredible. Everybody's over five hundred. Yeah. So yeah. It's interesting that like Padres nineteen and nineteen with Soto and Manny and. Yeah. Tatis. It's a disappointment. Yeah, I. They've got to get some pitching, but I mean they're well. Shoot, they got locked Snell, up. They've they got Darvish. Their contracts are just handcuffed, and they can't spend anymore. Yeah, they, they well they signed Bogarts in the off season. Oh my! I didn't even remember yeah. him. Yeah, that is insane. Who's, who's how good well. their lineup is. He's playing well. Jake Cronenworth. Yeah. You know, who you don't hear about because <laughs> he's like their eighth best hitter, yeah. but he's. A pretty good batter too yeah. so yeah i mean they're so talented uh and i mean if they if you're a padres fan and you're like if we can't overtake the dodgers now 
when we've got all this talent, they just lost, you know, Trey Turner in the offseason. And, um, I mean, they just, the Dodgers just cycle through players, and it just yeah. doesn't, I mean, they lost Justin Turner. It yep. doesn't seem to matter. Um, that's just so deflating. Lost the great Cody Bellinger to Co- the Cody Chicago Cubs. He's playing well, so um, he's going to get himself <laughs> a deal in the offseason, it looks like. I'd be skeptical, but. Yeah. One hit wonder. <laughs> All right. I think that's good for yeah. baseball. Yeah, so, good, good talk there. We've uh, brought light to the Springfield area baseball. Let's go. <laughs> so. Let's go. Let's start talking about those baseball guys. Yes, sir. Welcome back to the Battery Sports Podcast with John and Peyton. So two big games in the NBA tonight. There were two last night with, well, the Celtics didn't get eliminated. They almost got eliminated, but uh, Jason Tatum came alive in the fourth quarter. They beat Philadelphia, and then it was the Suns losing, getting blown out yeah, by 25. Wiped to the off the floor pretty much. I mean, that's an embarrassment. Two years ago, you're in the NBA Finals. You lose to... Giannis. Yeah, the Bucks. To the Bucks. Uh did that go seven? I think it went seven. I uh, can't remember, yeah. honestly. I really don't remember. This is you know, do you do We're some casual prep, fans. Do here. some prep work, John, before <laughs> you, you start, you know, airing comments. Um so uh yeah, I I think it did. Somebody will be like, This guy's an idiot. Um so I mean, just embarrassing. You you make the big moves, you go get K D. You destroy your bench and you're yeah. <laughs> That's a big move. That is a big move. Yep. Just and if he packs up and leaves in a couple seasons, it'd be all for nothing. Yeah, I, I used to be a Kevin Durant guy yeah. when he was OKC. I loved Kevin Durant. Same. I loved him when he came out when he was in college at Texas. You were probably like I seven no, years old. Funny then. story. I actually was a huge Texas were and you? KD fan when he Hook was em. there. Yeah. How old were you then? Uh, seven. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear what I said? What? I said you were probably seven back then. I really? was like being sarcastic, and oh. then you were actually seven. Yeah, I mean, you know. You knew yeah, me. Yeah, that, that was a while ago. Um, so I loved him when he was with the Thunder. He and Russ Westbrook, when they were in their early 20s, and he even had James Harden, who I liked at the yeah. time. How that <laughs> that team did not win a championship. They made the finals once, I think, and lost to – uh, uh, was it the Heat? Swept okay. by the Heat. Didn't, well, I thought they lost to the Mavs too, but maybe I'm making they that up. Lost in the playoffs early in 2011 when the Mavs won That's it right. all. That's right. So, um, so yeah, uh, they should have done done more with those three. But you're happy to announce that you're still a Harden fan to this day. I'm a right? huge James Harden <laughs> fan. No, I. I so that's a that's a different but that's a different deal. Let's get into that here in a little bit. But Kevin I used to like Kevin Durant, but you know, then he got into the burner Twitter accounts yep, and yep. he got all emo and sensitive <laughs> and uh he got all crazy on you. Yeah. And then now it's like dude, I, I don't know. It gets old, man. Yeah, it gets really old. I just want to see him win some games. Do you He's, like do you like Devin Booker? Uh not really. <laughs> not a Devin Booker fan. No. I think his I dad went to Mizzou, though. Oh, okay. I'm all in. Devin Booker, do you, big fan. Do you remember whenever he was coming out of high school and all the Mizzou people were yeah, like, "Yeah, wanted gonna, him." Yeah, and then his he dad w- went, so maybe he'll go. I'm like, we won like eight games last year. I think Kim Anderson was the head coach. Like, I don't think Devin Booker is coming to Mizzou. He goes to Kentucky instead, anyway. And was on probably the greatest team that never won a championship uh, yeah i think you're probably right carl anthony towns devin booker willie cauley stein (laughs) who else did they have there's one other nba guy on there i can't remember but yeah he had his senses right going to kentucky so uh the suns have some decisions to make now what i mean what do you do in the future with because it's booker and and kd paul you forget that he's there but he's hurt all the time so Probably should move off of him he's, at this point. It's his, uh, it's his cohort on the state farm commercials or whatever. <laughs> he's doing too many advertisements with the power walking. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, yeah, you're right, Chris Paul. Wow, he's not terrible. So you got those three, but w- what else do you got? They've got decisions that 
they're going to have to make. They've gone backwards. I mean, they had to go to L.A. Fitness to find some people for their bench, <laughs> but I'm not sure how that's going to uh, work out. The local the, YMCA. Yeah, I mean, they're in trouble there. So they're done. Uh, Denver moves on. Denver's quite a story that not as many people are talking about as I feel like they should. All of the attention is on L.A., yeah. Golden State. Mm-hmm. I get it. Uh, that Denver team – I mean, very, really very good. solid. Yeah. yeah, they've got a great bench. They've got great starters. They have size. They've got scoring. They're just all around well-coached team, too. Very good. But, yeah, they took care of the Suns, who I think everyone in the world pretty much had the Suns winning that series. And they've punched their ticket to the conference finals where they're going to run into the Warriors or Lakers here. So, that will be a good series. So that that happened, and then last night you also had Boston beating the 76ers. Jason Tatum, who was terrible for three I, plus. Three points in three quarters. And then he up scored. The 16 in the fourth. I so. think he outscored Philadelphia in the fourth, okay. if I remember so he correctly. Get, he gets a pass for that. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, so, I mean, he did have some big threes down the stretch. He was clutch down the stretch. Don't get me wrong. Uh, and then Philadelphia kind of fell apart. Uh, James Harden like tripped over his own feet, fell to the ground, was screaming at the refs while he's sitting on the ground. I mean, he looked like a three-year-old. That's why he's your favorite player, isn't it? Yeah. You still like him. <laughs> <laughs> he looked like a three-year-old at the supermarket, oh just you know, throwing a temper tantrum. <laughs> Uh, and it's it's not even it's not even legit. Yeah. Like you you weren't actually At fouled. Least, yeah. If you're mean, actually fouled, okay. I could understand if there's an actual thing yeah. happening, but if you're falling over yourself, you can't really ask for I help. Ha- I hate that. Like I hate the flops. I hate the whining. Like, let's get some severe punishment yeah. going. Let's just mm-hmm. you know, if you you flop and then you whine, it should just be automatically you're suspended a year. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds fair and just to me. <laughs> uh, without pay. Right? Yeah. Just take $40 million away from him and give it to, yeah. I don't know, give it to a charity. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so the Sixers lose. So that is going to game seven in Boston. I, I don't know if it's Philadelphia. I Can want they go the to Boston Sixers win? to win. I'm, really? Yeah. I don't want the Celtics to win. I want you don't like Jason new. Tatum. I I St. like St. Louis Jason guy, Tatum. I, Missouri guy. I mean, what do you have against the state of Missouri? Peyton? He's humbly the best player in the world, or what was it? <laughs> One of the best players, but he always plays so inconsistently. It just drives me insane. But I'm a fan of Joel Embiid. He's the best center in the league. Uh, won the MVP this year. So, yeah, uh, I want to see him get to the finals or at least the conference finals for now. But yeah. You you mentioned Jason Tatum after the game, quote, I'm humbly one of the best basketball players in the world. Uh, Humbly. No. no. It just depends on what you consider best, right? Like if you consider you play in the NBA, you're one of the best. Well, then, yeah, yeah, sure. I think he means like top five players in the league, Mm. which I disagree. Can you say that about yourself? I mean, you can. Should you say that about yourself? Pretty broad statement, isn't it? Yeah, I'm one I, of the best be golfers more relatively. To be more specific, Jason. I am a top five. I'm a top three. I'm a top sixty player in the world. <laughs> I am one of the best basketball players who's been alive in history. That's what he said. I'm humbly. Should you say that about yourself? Uh, Is there anything no. wrong with that? I mean, Michael Jordan wouldn't say it, would he? Yeah, <laughs> he'd just gamble instead. <laughs> I think Michael Jordan probably – I don't <laughs> think Michael Jordan would say I'm humbly. He would say I'm one of the best – I am the best basketball player. Michael in the world. Jordan was humble, though. I like that about him. He never really – Yeah, that's true. Like LeBron always, like, I'm the best ever, this and that. But Jordan is humble. I will give him that. So that was uh, Tatum after the game. So Celtics win, Suns lose. Tonight, Knicks and Heat, if you need a good nap, get yep. a power nap in. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, some people have rain sounds and jazz music. I have. That's the how I get the baby to sleep tonight. We <laughs> yeah. normally do rain sounds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey Google. But you've got the Heat New York game instead. You can. Yeah. Do, so. We'll just it, put go, you right out. Go watch Jimmy Butler play <laughs> basketball. <laughs> no, hey, Jimmy Butler's good. Oh, I okay. Got nothing against Jimmy buckets, but the 
like star power other than him is like zero, <laughs> and we both know they're not going to <laughs> win the championship. So, so the Heat beat uh, Heat beat the Knicks. The Heat playing the Knicks tonight. Heat are favored by six and a half, and then you've got Lakers and Golden State. Yes, three point favorite for L.A. at home. They lead the series three to two. Golden State has to win. Yeah. Uh, Lakers got up 3-1 in this series, so there's all the pressure is pretty much on them at this point, and this is their last game that's going to be at their home court, so it's pretty much a must-win. Like No winning in, in Golden State. I, I don't see it happening. If you give up a 3-1 lead and like let it get to a game seven, no. especially on the road, that is like a death sentence pretty much. But I have trust in LeBron, even at this point in year 20. So so it's interesting to me. If you give up a 3-1 lead and you're going on the road, I feel like the pressure is off you at that point. If you have a 3-1 lead yeah. and it ends up back in your home court, mm-hmm. then I then it's like you that's all the pressure because now you're, at, you're even at home for game seven. But I feel like if you go on the road – Hey, you're playing Golden State. They got Steph. They got Draymond. They got. Cla- I mean, you got LeBron. You got AD. Yeah. I get that. So, but this isn't. You know, uh, maybe that's. Uh, maybe if they lose tonight, maybe they do win Game Seven because they take some pressure off. Or am I putting logic on a situation that I shouldn't put, <laughs> apply logic? I'm not. All I know is will if LeBron I was playing... have a headache and he'll miss Game Seven? <laughs> We've got a LeBron hater, folks. He's a LeBron hater. Yeah. But I think if I was playing, I would not want to go on the road for Game 7, especially you had two other chances to close it out yeah. at this point. Did you, Mike Greenberg at ESPN, I don't know if you saw this, he suggested that the Warriors sit all their starters in Game 5 that they played the other night just to rest them up. <laughs> not not the Warriors, the Lakers. Should sit all, so, yeah, rest the them up. Yeah, rest them up and then let them play in Game 6 at home and win. Wow. Which I really hope Adam Silver he didn't give anyone that. any ideas because <laughs> I feel like that's probably trending to that kind of thing. Adam soon. Silver would love that. Yeah, he'd be oh, all for it. Gosh, yeah. No, we can't have that. Come on. Yeah, that would be soft. Players have to play. Yeah, we can't be soft. We're no soft Load managing in the playoffs now. That's good. (laughs) Load management. What is this? You're you're an athlete. I know. Come on now. Come on, guys. You're only doing this for 15, 20 years out of your (laughs) life, and you're only doing it for half of the year, and the other half you're, you know, I don't know, on the beach or Or, in a foreign country. (laughs) So come on now. All right. Uh, so that's the NBA tonight, Friday night. Um, anything else you want to get to? I feel like that's been a, you know, I don't know. I think this is humbly. Uh, I'm going to say this humbly. This has been one of our best efforts. So yeah, far. I, I like this. Our yeah. two efforts thus far this very, is the best one. Very humble. Uh, I'm going to humbly say something now. I predicted that the key to this uh, Lakers Warriors series would be Anthony Davis and his play. Yeah. Because the Warriors have no interior big guy down low. So he's been absolutely feasting down there. And basically, if AD plays good, the Lakers win. The two games he's played terrible, they've lost. So that's been the key. Game five, he got a little banged up. So uh, hit in the head or something by an elbow. I think he's questionable for tonight, but I'm assuming he's going to play obviously and ad has been like injury prone in his career so this is a little like scary for the lakers he's a game time decision Ooh, he and lebron game time yeah lebron's not playing that means that like the chime of the clock at seven o'clock pacific tonight lebron will arise from his lebron's (laughs) gonna decide in that moment yeah game time decision that's funny i hate that yeah, come on come now. On. It's we not, know. That's not a game-time yeah. decision. Yeah, everybody knows they're playing. Yeah. I I don't know why they do that. but It's yeah. dramatic. I, I just need AD to just do his thing tonight, Kay. get the win so we can move on one more step closer to the championship for the Lakers. He and LeBron are probable. They're going to play. Okay. They're right. going to play. They'll be fine. Uh, yeah, LeBron, right foot soreness. Come on now, LeBron. Uh, that's an injury, LeBron right? Questionable, soreness? questionable with hurt My feelings. My foot is sore. You have a masseuse that probably travels with you. They do. Yeah, 
come on now. Put him to work. You'll be fine. AD, uh, yeah, with the foot injury. Probable. They'll be fine. So they don't even have his head injury listed. No, not so. listed. It says Davis foot probable for game when six. When did he get he that? The head. Were they just making just stuff worried up? about a head injury. Come oh on, this gosh. isn't the NFL. They'll be fine. <laughs> uh, Golden State, Patrick Baldwin questionable for Who? the toe injury. Patrick Baldwin <laughs> Jr. He's a forward. I have not heard of him. So <laughs> he's day to day. He's on the team. Andrew Wiggins day to day left. Coastal cartilage fracture. What's now coastal we're getting cartilage? Into real medical terms. Yeah. Here. Um, and then Andre Iguodala is out with hurt feelings. Been cleared to intensify on-court workouts and should return to practice in about a week. So. Okay. All right. Well, go Lakers. Here's your injury report. <laughs> All right. So Lakers and the Warriors tonight. Anything else? Well. Uh, Let's see who else is playing. We've got the Heat, New York. We've got Lakers, Warriors. That's it, and that, and then Celtics and Sixers. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. Yeah, that's it. All right, so uh, I think that's good for for today. Uh, not a lot of golf to talk about. Um, I mean, Jordan Spieth with his little wrist injury. So <laughs> it's not on. little. It's real. Tough. And it's a real deal. He's are you not catching the ne- next flight to Dallas? I'm to gonna go help him out. Be his emotional coach. <laughs> Talk him through it. Jordan, you got this, he's man. Gotta, he's gotta he's play got the, the shot at the career Grand Slam yeah, next, week next week if he can win the PGA here. So Tiger's I'm out, excited. too. So, I mean, it's wide open. Yeah. No Tiger. I mean, no Tiger. I mean, now uh, anybody could win. Anybody he, can he win. He was a lock until then. But. <laughs> so, uh, so that's next week. So we'll have to get into that later uh, with golf. That'll be big talk. Um, so, yeah, thanks for joining us for episode two of the – Battery Sports Podcast with John and Peyton. That's a mouthful. Uh, leave us a review if you want. Rate us if you want. You know, keep it PG though. Yeah, come on. Let's not let's not get anybody canceled here. <laughs> All right, thanks guys. <laughs>